you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fingers on Buzzers. Oh, I know you're only doing that because you've got a sore throat, but I liked it. I liked it, <laughs> it anyway. Was, yeah, it was, it was low energy, but in a, in a good way. Everyone yeah. has to lean in a little yeah. bit. And I like yeah. making people lean in. Also... We are, the nights are drawing in. We're all sort of feeling a bit low energy, aren't we? Yeah. But we are here to change that with this episode of Fingers on Buzzers because yeah. we have got the brilliant uh, host of pub quizzes and comedian, Johnny Gillum, who we'll be chatting to later. But before that, I was going to start a new feature, Jen, for Ooh. the run up to Christmas, which is, you know, Lisa's last guide. <laughs> it is basically, it really is. Because last year we did some playing of Christmas games uh, that were sort of just released or some classics. But what I've chosen this year is I thought, let's play through some Christmas games that are sort of relatively recent, but not brand new, which means they're very, very cheap on eBay or other auction sites. Yes. So I've got the Eggheads game which I think came out in probably about 2008. 
And I don't even I didn't know there was an Eggheads game. Yes, it's the original Egghead. So you've got uh the original Egghead crew. So you've got Daphne, Judith, Chris, CJ. Wow. That's old. Uh, that it's vintage classic eggheads. It is proper, but I'm gonna start you off with Kevin's questions. Oh, so I've decided you're gonna take on Kevin. So we're gonna play through. And then you can see what the uh, what the standard of the egghead questions are like. Now, I've identified one major flaw with this board game already, which is all the questions have to you have to keep them in the order that they come in, because you have three at a time on a certain subject. Mm. So that's just something for you to be aware of if you are buying this for three pounds off eBay. You need to be organized. You've got to be on it. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, well, who would you like to take on? You don't have to take on Kevin. Kevin, no, Judy. You've, you've, you've you've selected Kevin. I'll tell so you why. Because it's, his, it's only fair. I'll tell you why I selected him because his his questions actually fell out of the uh, of the container. That's how keen he is. That's how keen he is. He leapt out at me. So I'm going to give you three questions on food and drink. Oh no! And you're up against Kevin. So in 2000, I'm doomed. I'm doomed. In 2005, which celebrity chef launched a campaign for healthier school dinners in the UK? Was it Jamie Oliver, Delia Smith or Gordon Ramsay? Uh, and, and if it's Egghead, you kind of have to explain why you're not going for the other ones, don't you? Yeah, yeah. far too tedious. I'm just going to say Jamie Oliver. It is Jamie Oliver and Kevin got that one right as well. Well, there's a tick on the back. He loves a turkey twizzler. <laughs> what is the name of the Middle Eastern confectionery made from crushed sesame seeds? Is it baklava? Congee or Halva? That's Halva. It is. You got it right and Kevin got it right. Of course he did. Congee's that um porridge, isn't it? Chinese yes. porridge. Yes, yes, it's a it's a I, it's always on your breakfast buffet when you go somewhere exotic, and I enjoy that. Uh your final question on food and drink, Jen. What is the paella from which the famous Spanish dish takes its name? Is it oven, cooking pan, or fishing net? Oh, that's, that's good. quite a good one, Usually. isn't it? Well, usually, like a dish is named after the literal dish it's made in or served in. Mm. But I like that fishing net. I like that bit. Mm. But I'm going to go. For, I'm going to go for B. The 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 pan. cooking pan. Yes, yeah. you have done exactly the right thing. Good. So you and Kevin are up against each other. So I think now you'd get a sudden death question. We would get sudden death. Yeah. So here it is: lava bread, traditionally made with seaweed, is a speciality of which country? Well. Which constituent state of the United Nations? Oh. Yeah, Um, because I would say uh, the United Kingdom. Well, it is, but yes, you're right. That (laughs) is not the answer on the card. probably Wales. (laughs) Yes, it is. Well done. Well, do you know what? I I feel you've outsmarted the eggheads there. Yeah. Not probably for the first time. So so that's a little bit of a taster of the... um, Do you get little plain pieces with the faces of the eggheads on? You do get a little container which has the faces of the eggheads on so if you do as i have just done drop all the cards out and ah. then thus ruin the game because you need three of each in a row you see okay. um then never fear because you can use the little containers they'd be very nice for i don't know maybe sort of displaying a sylvanian family figure in Ooh. Or it's it, you get a small box basically that you could do with as you would. So you could have any of the eggheads sitting. Maybe you could have them sitting at your breakfast table mm. and put your soldiers in when you're having a boiled egg. Uh, you could contain your soldiers in the eggheads. Merch. 
it's it, they didn't intend that to be how it's used but to be honest for three pounds uh second hand i think you could probably buy a few and use them around the house for whatever you wish so that's our little tip for christmas is if you want to be frugal buy second hand so we have many times on this podcast, Jen, talked about the joy of the pub quiz. And we're going to get right back into the heart of pub quizzing because we have with us a man who is not only a comedian, but also a pub quiz host. It's Johnny Gillum. Now, it is our joy and our delight to be joined by a stand-up comedian, someone who does incredibly well in roast battles and the host of a pub quiz, a weekly pub quiz in the one day, Mr. Johnny Gillum. Hello. So I just love that as a combination of facts. <laughs> it's a sort of rounded personality that we're seeing there. You know, you're not afraid to roast people. You're not afraid to quiz people and you're not afraid to make them laugh. Obviously, we are always delighted to hear about a pub quiz. Whereabouts is yours and when? It's uh, Tuesdays at uh, Island Queen, Islington, North London. Now, I've not been to the Island Queen, but is it an island-themed pub? No, there's not even a cursory attempt to make it (laughs) (laughs) island-based. Not just a clever name, not even a clever name. (laughs) Barely a name. No themes at all. That is the best kind of pub, actually. You don't want a pub with too much of a theme, do you? Pub-themed (laughs) pub. It's one of those pubs where the theme is, look at this pub in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at what pubs used to be like. And I'm all, I'm here for that 100%. So uh, tell us about how you got involved in that, because obviously you're a stand-up comic. You are a veteran of the Edinburgh Festival. Your show Ahab, What If Moby Dick Were Stand-Up, is something we're going to talk about later. Uh, Well, uh, the short answer is I needed money. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I I had one of those, you know, you'll see like uh, on Facebook, like London Hustlers or something like that. So there's this company... Uh, they do pub quizzes and they, they do it all across London and uh, they were just looking for hosts and I was like well I have that skill set it's talking into a microphone and it's much easier than stand-up yeah. <laughs> well is it though because I mean you get heckled in stand-up but you get actually quite often verbally attacked as a pub quiz host don't you <laughs> verbally attacked strong yeah because basically what it is it's drunk people trying to prove how clever they are and they see you as a kind of gatekeeper between them and self-esteem <laughs> uh, but there are techniques that I've developed that sort of help that. So initially, so there's like a picture page for like picture questions. And initially it was just for finance reasons, it'd be one in color and the rest in black and white. But what I realized is if you have it in color, you come up to people and you show them, oh, here, do you want to see the color version? Uh, you're now their friend who's giving them a gift. Ah, uh, mm. yes. Nice. Another one is uh, hints. Because initially I was like, I was very against hints because I like things to be hard. So here's my technique. I go, hints and clues are at my women discretion, but typically I give out one per round. Now's your chance to cash that in. Yeah. Uh, nice. Because if you create a rule, people will try and exploit that rule. If, if the rule is just, I'm in charge. <laughs> and then they're grateful for the hint. Mm-hmm. Wow. God, I mean, this isn't just about pub quizzing. This is general life psychology for how to make people do quizzing is life. <laughs> it is. is life. To us, it certainly is. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is kind of... So you give people nuggets. You give them a little kind of something just to kind of make them feel special. Mm. Yeah. 
Because even if they know they're nowhere near winning, they still want to do as well as possible. If you give them a hint, then uh, they're like, I don't know, it's almost like you're, you've boosted someone up over a wall. Oh, God, yeah, no, I mean, I am now looking back at all the quiz masters over the years who I've thought believed that I was special and, and wonderful. And now I'm thinking they did this to everyone. It's like like men throughout my life. So do you genuinely have favourites? Are there some of your regulars that you're fond of now? One tips me, which I quite like, mm-hmm. because uh, we only take cash, which, you know, I don't know if you read the news, but uh, isn't very popular lately. <laughs> and there's one team, they always sit, I'm on a radio mic, but like it only works in one area. So it's completely redundant. There's one team that always sits to my left and they have a, a really strong rivalry with, with the other team that always comes top. And um, <laughs> I enjoy how um, they take it seriously, but not earnestly. The yeah. worst people to do pub quizzes for are teachers. Because <laughs> one, because they've regressed the age of whatever kids they're teaching. Mm-hmm. And two, they're like so used to being, to knowing everything and being in charge. And also when teachers go out and like get drunk together, they turn to like, for chan it's weird <laughs> really oh, there's a sort of a, a malevolent heart to every teacher is there that comes out oh no you, you get a job telling kids what to do because you're a real sweetie pie <laughs> <laughs> they, need, they need an outlet though they need an outlet and you are their outlet <laughs> yeah i'm there <laughs> i'm their secret cocaine binge <laughs> Secret quiz binge. That's that's a great team (laughs) name. There should be some sort of quiz where you can, where it is a bit more cloak and dagger, where you go along anonymously and the questions in a sort of Cards Against Humanity way or some sort of where it's a really nasty quiz with nasty questions about unpleasant things. Mm. We'll we'll franchise that one. Also, by the way, one of my, my jobs is a game designer. So when you mentioned that, I can't help but go into that mode. And like if there was, let's say hints were on like cards, that the quiz master gave out. But then what if every team got a chance to put in like a false hint mm. and then they could use it as a, like, let's say the quiz master shuffled them and then so they don't know if that hint is going to be useful or it's an assassination attempt. Oh, wow. I like that. I like that. I like that. This oh, is underhand quiz. We're coming up with this format, aren't we? This is, mm. right, this is coming together. So we've got also maybe just as well as some false hints, maybe the quiz master just gets to put in some sort of personal comments about the team and about how unpleasant <laughs> he finds them. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you get an answer, but it comes at a price. You get a home you- truth. <laughs> Or just an unpleasant, unpleasant fact. <laughs> yeah. That does definitely work for me. Well, I enjoy that. Now, I've got a short quiz that I have prepared for you two, but I'm not sure. Now, see, Johnny, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? It is relevant. Uh, 30. 30. Okay, lovely. So I, it's about quiz show hosts, since we've been talking about hosting and uh, quiz slash game show hosts. I'm going to give you the name of some shows and uh, you have to tell me which is it. They could be hosts or panelists, actually, but they have been in some way involved with a quiz or game show. So, Jenny, I'm going to go to you first. Okay. So, from 2003 to 2005, this person hosted Call My Bluff. In 2008, they were involved with What Are You Like? And from 2016 to the present, they have been involved with Hive Minds. Oh, who did Hive Minds? Kirsty Walk? No. Oh, you're in the right ballpark. Kirsty uh, Young, then. No, it's not a Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Kirsty, but she's got a very Kirsty esque, but you know, she's she's in the world of Kirsty. Oh, she, 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 she could have been a Kirsty. <laughs> could have been a Kirsty. Yeah. Um, Fiona Bruce. Yes. There we go. Yeah. The other Kirsty. 
If you're not a Kirsty, you're a Fiona, aren't you? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Johnny, I'm going to give you this one. It, it, it may be slightly before your time, but from 1995 to 2004, this person hosted They Think It's All Over. Now, it, we can give you some hints. Not, it's not Rory Bremner, but it's a it's, similar name. <laughs> yeah, no, Rory McGrath was on uh, it. Okay, but the host. But the host was from, he's from uh, Stoke-on-Trent slash Staffordshire area. <laughs> I don't have... <laughs> I know some very random things about him. <laughs> um, he and he's shares... broadcastable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, he was a very nice man. Um, he doesn't he doesn't appear on television anymore. He's one of the few people who has sort of actually just given it all up and got out of the game. Uh, he shares a surname with a recently disgraced cabinet minister. Okay. Down. So it's something Hancock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he shares a first name with god i'm trying to think of other people with this first name help me out jen um it means to steal oh yeah nice <laughs> nick hancock yay <laughs> there you go you very much walked me through that <laughs> <laughs> well, we did we're flipping the flipping the script on you <laughs> Hand-holding him. Oh, let me see. I'm going to give you Jenny. Mm-hmm. This person hosted Pets Win Prizes from 1995 to 1996. Danny Baker. Now I got you. I was. Oh, I laid my trap, and you, you fell did. into it. You did. I'll go on. Uh, yeah. The other half from 1997 to 2002. Touch the truck in 2001. Oh, yeah. In it to win it, 2002, 2016. Hole yeah, in the wall, it's, 2008. It's, it's, it's our Dale, isn't it? It is. May he well rest done. In peace. Dale Winton, <laughs> absolute don of the game show, that man. Absolute genius. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Johnny, you know, I'm, I, I'm hesitant to give Jenny a point for that. I think I think you're in the lead. So, Johnny, <laughs> your uh, next host presented Jackpot 
1964 to 1965. Ask a Silly Answer, 1977. Blankety Blank, 1979 to 1983. You Must Be Joking in 1981. And from 2008 to 2010, Wogan's Perfect Recall. Terry Wogan. Yes! <laughs> you were looking so terrified that I thought I'm, I'm going to help him out there. That gradually got very easy. Sometimes it's worth waiting, not buzzing in on the first one like I did last time. Well, there you go. She's learned her lesson. No, I haven't. Do you want, should we do one more? Let's do one yeah. more. Why not? Miss Jenny Ryan. I'm trying to find a really hard one. You know what I'm doing. In 2014, one series of The Guest List was broadcast. Yeah, it was. Who hosted it? It was on BBC One from the 12th of April to the 24th of May, 2014. Um, I want to say someone like Eamon and Ruth. Not Eamon and Ruth. Oh. One one individual and it's a, oh, it's it's a single. A, it's a comedian. Um, okay. Well, an impressionist. Down, really. oh. Very famous for, he's a regular on a very popular BBC One panel show. Oh, no, he's the host of a very popular BBC One panel show. Sorry. Oh. Absolutely uh, getting my facts wrong there. I've been on it. You've been on it. <laughs> oh, oh, Bryden. Yes, Rob ah. Bryden. <laughs> there we go. Like, I've been on a television show you've been on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there we go. That's all. On broadcast, on broadcast as yet. But yes, coming out any minute. Right. Okay. <laughs> now, Johnny, this is yours. And if you get this one, then you win. Oh. So... All to play for. This is the host of Talking Telephone Numbers, Winning Lines, Test the Nation, It's Now or Never, Dancing on Ice, All-Star Mr. and Mrs., The Cube, You're Back in the Room, and Five Gold Rings. Schofield. Yes! Uh, there we go. He's, he's got about a bit there, hasn't he? He's amazing. Well, there you go. Few. That's the career that we all want. So, Johnny Gillam, you have won Battle of the Hosts. Therefore, you win the chance to host the TV version of the Dark Quiz show that we are <laughs> yeah. coming up with, whatever that's going to be called. We'll do after the um, after the episode. We'll work out the finer details, but we should probably come up with a name for it. Yeah, I mean, because there was sort of mean quizzing in the nineties, all of your you know your weakest link and yeah. those sort of things. And there's been a shafted. swing back against that. Exactly, Robert Kilroy Silk Shafted, one of our all time favourites. <laughs> So, yeah, there's been a swing back to nicer quizzing, but if we take it nasty again... Yeah. You want someone who's really nice to say really dark things. Yeah, your sidekick should be someone like Fiona Bruce. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, who's, like, really... Not, who's, like, the nicest person on... Mary Berry. Yes, there you go. Yes. Yeah. So it's Johnny and Mary Berry saying <laughs> unforgivable things about the quiz. Because instead of, like, Anne Robinson's sort of you know, general meanness, it could be very specifically targeted, like we said. So you get information on the contestants and, you know, you just say, by the way, your best friend has always felt that you are lazy. And uh... <laughs> I, I like that you, you mentioned a word there, which I think is a good title because you've got like unbeatable, impossible, tenable, unforgivable. Yes. yes. Like, oh, no, hang on. Isn't that the, um, I think there is a show by that name, isn't there? Isn't that Mel Giedroich and Lou Sanders? I think that might oh. be their show. But you're right. It's a good. No, but this, yes, it's got to be something like that. Unconscionable. Unconscionable. Oh, <laughs> that's snappy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it really is the worst quiz show. The unconscionable quiz show. 
So aside from obviously hosting this quiz show, Johnny, uh, what uh, what are you up to? So you've got your video game developing, you've got your quiz hosting and you've got your comedy career all blossoming at the same time. So what's your favourite and what are you up to? Just before I answer that question, uh, you just remind me of something. Mm-hmm. There was a game show that came out around 2009 and it, the format was the studio audience they've got like say four contestants and the studio audience pick who they think will answer the questions in the next round correctly Um, and if that happens if if you're picked uh, you get more points per question correctly answered but the audience was all you know over 60s and (laughs) I wouldn't say it was an unracist show Oh no! Oh, the great um, British public are never to be trusted uh, for any kind of voting whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, no. In answer to your question, uh, stand-up's a favourite. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. The other jobs are, I mean, I like them as jobs, but I wouldn't do them for free. Yeah. Stand-up I regularly do. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all, I love, don't we all? Yes. Well, we will be looking out for you in the world of stand-up. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you and we can't let you go without quizzing you further. And to that end, your friend and ours, Amanda Redman is going to pop on. There we are. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So I'm we just trying mention. something new. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. I responded <laughs> yeah, immediately. It, yeah. Immediately, you whoop whooped and I whoop whooped. Can I get a whoop whoop? I'm whoop, just gonna whoop. start. Yeah, I'm just gonna start yeah. doing that when I just greet people now. <laughs> just <laughs> any time you walk in the room. Yeah. Um, Be your own hype, man, Amanda. <laughs> Somebody's got to be Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> So we are taking as our leaping off point Johnny's stand-up show Ahab, aren't we? Yes, uh, absolutely. A show that looks fantastic. Ahab, what if Moby Dick were stand-up? Did I get that title correct, Johnny? What's the actual title? Ahab, or what if Moby Dick were stand-up comedy? Mm-hmm. And are you able to sort of tell us a little bit about that, do you think, without kind of giving too much away? Yeah, so it's like there's been lots of adaptations of Moby Dick, especially in American like comedy, but never in stand-up. And uh, mm. Initially, it was just like, I need a reason people to come to my show because no one knows or cares who I am. Uh, <laughs> but they know Moby Dick. And I was like, I wonder if you could adapt that. And Moby Dick is mainly Ishmael just talking directly to the reader mm-hmm. and making sort of observations. And so it kind of lent itself to that. And so the show works between me being Ishmael uh, doing observations and then there's a costume change uh, where I come out as Ahab with progressively larger hats. <laughs> and I do sort of audience interaction and like pretend we're all on a boat. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, awesome. Fantastic. Well, you've obviously read the book a few times, Johnny. So um, hopefully you'll be able to answer at least one of these questions. So you're each going to get a question related to Moby Dick. Mm. That's the first round. I'll direct a question each to you. And then um, if you want, I can make the second round a buzz in with your name. And it's just going to be some general knowledge about Wales, not the country. <laughs> oh. All right. Maybe we should have to do Wales song as our buzzer. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> Very relaxing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That was like being at a spa. Lisa's going to buzz in with her whale song. Um, It's up to the rest of you what you want to use for that. I'll just recognise your voices. You'll be the one that doesn't sound like a whale. Jenny, I'm going to start with you. Which fellow novelist did Herman Melville dedicate Moby Dick to? Oh, Oh, that's a good one. I didn't know they were going to be hard. Well, they have to be. We've got Mm. a Moby Dick expert here. Mm. I've only read it once and I think I skipped that page. (laughs) I really don't know. Um, who, who were his contemporaries? Um, oh, anyway, maybe maybe Johnny knows. Yeah, Johnny, yeah. have you got him? 
Nathaniel Hawthorne. It oh, certainly was. Yes, very absolutely. Good. Brilliant. Johnny, this question is for you. Captain Ahab's first mate was the source of inspiration for which Seattle-based... Oh, Absolutely. I'll finish the question for the Seattle-based coffee company. Uh, For an extra point, Johnny, can you tell me what the coffee company almost was called? They were going to give themselves another name, but it was vetoed, and it is related to Moby Dick. I don't know. Queequegs? No, I'm sorry, Johnny, that's not the right answer. It was Pequod, so after Ahab's vessel. Yeah, Starbucks co-founder Gordon Bowker really liked it, but the creative partner Terry Heckler was much less enthusiastic and he said nobody's going to want to drink a cup of Pequod (laughs) and Heckler by name Heckler by nature he was right though wasn't he so he was absolutely right yeah also it's a doomed ship yes yes spoilers (laughs) (laughs) I need to read it again now Lucy this one's for you which American DJ musician took his stage name from the novel Thank God. Uh, Well, I mean, his name's Moby, but I don't know what his real name is. Well, actually, yeah, you're right, Lucy. It's Moby, whose real name is Richard Melville Hall. And it is, in fact, a descendant of Herman Melville. Wow. Yeah. He was a Melville in there, but yeah. Mm. Middle name. Well, you all did very well on that round. So we're going to move on to the... um, I think Johnny did best. Johnny did very well on that. Well, you'd expect, yeah, you did, Johnny. You did, you know, you did exactly as I as I would be expected of you. (laughs) So let's see if everybody's knowledge carries over to the species in question. Mm -hmm. So this is a buzzing round about whales. So here's the first question: Canaries of the sea is a nickname for which breed of whale? (laughs) Um, That's so cute. I know, right? (laughs) Pilot whale. No? Oh, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Like going down the mine and that. God, I, do you know what? I can't even... Is it ones that sing? <laughs> More like whale song. <laughs> that's that's my whale song. Aren't um... we lucky? Aren't we lucky? <laughs> um, well, I'll give you a clue. They have... Well, it's not much... It's, is it a clue? I don't know. These types of whales have flexible necks, allowing them to move their heads and their complex communication repertoire of whistles clicks and chirps has prompted the nickname so which Beluga. ones do you yes nice excellent I just, named, I just named a whale with a funny head the flexible neck thing wouldn't have helped me at all so whales are separated into two categories what are those categories Aww. lucy <laughs> leave and remain <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly, quite possibly. <laughs> is it like a technical, is it, you know, something it's, a pod sort of, or No, no it, it's... Obviously, um, I've got feet, have they? But you know what I mean? Like, a sort of... Well, it's, it's, it's um, physiological. It's a physiological difference and they... Big and little. Finned <laughs> and unfinned. No. Um, I'm going to give you... Um, blowhole and no blowhole. No, it's how they eat. Uh, grazers and chompers. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of close, actually, yeah, Jenny. Something like that. It's the ones Is it like that, the ones some of them? Take, the, yeah. Yeah. Some of it just sort of falls into their yeah. mouth, and some Fil- of them actively. You're you're really along the light like, the right line. Gullet so. or no gullet. I mean, these are all excellent titles for quiz shows as well. Gullet or no gullet. <laughs> 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 so you were really along the right lines with kind of grazing. 
and chomping yeah. because it's between the baleen whales and toothed whales. So baleen whales have the fibrous baleen plates yeah. um, in their mouths. So they, you know, graze or just falls in, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. then the chompers obviously chomp. <laughs> yeah. So, you, yeah, yeah. I, I think okay. you, I think you had that. And finally, <laughs> really, <laughs> I think I'd be a great quiz show host. What do you think, Johnny? Just be, yeah. I just don't like telling people if they've got something wrong. As well. yeah. It's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're not on. You're not on the evil quiz show. No, no, you're, the, no. you're the wrong person. <laughs> um. So, final question: What falls on the third Sunday in February? It's an annual event. Oh. Whale baiting. What do you do with whales? Whale um... whales being attacked by dogs. <laughs> yeah. Whale baiting. <laughs> the third what in well? It's um every uh the third Sunday in February. There's a particular it, annual International event. Day of the Whale. It's World Whale Day. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Have you enjoyed that? <laughs> I've really learned did. lots of things. And didn't I had a right, whale so. of a time. Whee! Oh, Can I get a whoop? No. No. <laughs> no whoop. Uh, that was a great quiz. Thank you very much, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. And thank you so much to our guest, quiz show host, game developer and comedian extraordinaire. Thank you very much to Johnny. Thanks for having me. Well, I think we all learned something today, Jen, didn't we? We learned that Starbucks was nearly called Queequogs. <laughs> was it? Pequods. Pequods, yeah. No, Queequogs, the other ones. Yeah, it nearly had a rubbish, not very catchy name. I can't think of who else is in maybe Dick. I mean, Dick's Coffee would have been a better Ishmael Pip. Anyway, so now we know. Now we know that. And we also... The chomping whale and the non-chomping whale. Non-chompers, that's officially they're categorised. And we all know to get down to the Island Queen, which is a non-island themed pub (laughs) in London. So let's all do that. Uh, But we will see you all at the Island Queen and also next time for another edition of Fingers on Buzzers. Nicely low-key. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Potter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.